Welcome once again to the show, Iowa innovators, educators, business owners, anybody who wants to learn new ways to do things in the business world. Uh, welcome to Iowa Innovation. I am Rob Merritt, and I'm here with Anthony Betters. Yes, we are back once again. As you see our lovely faces, we are definitely here with two amazing guys, and we'll definitely get a little bit more uh, into what they do. But Rob, but how, how was your day? First off, that's what I want to know. Ah, uh, it's been good. It's been. I'm I'm missing summer already, man. I, I I don't know why it is that Iowa can't have a fall. It's like we have summer, and then we have one week of fall, and then it's the Arctic, and there's yes. no like opportunity to transition into that. And but, I don't like it. But this is what I like about the fall slash winter time is that now I have a different wardrobe that I can bring out. <laughs> like I can go to the basement, get out my good winter clothes. Now I don't have to worry about sweating. I can just layer on and take off. That is what I love about the fall I mean, slash winter Well, time. you know, I'm here. I, you say that as I'm <laughs> sitting here in my new book of T-shirt that I would have worn in July just as easily yeah, yeah, as yeah, today. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm a summer person. i not at all ashamed of the fact that I love heat. Everybody else complains about summer heat. And I'm like, no, no, let this stay as long as possible. Because that way, when it gets to be February and there's snow everywhere and everybody's miserable, I can be the one that's like, I told you, I told you that it was that's better. Fair. That's so, fair. No, it's all good, though. I, I, uh, I, I'm I, really excited to have this conversation today because we're going to be talking about uh, co-working and specifically uh, how, th- how places like Vault co-working are kind of changing what people are used to expecting from the workplace. And not just that, but how it's kind of changed in the face of the pandemic. Uh, you know, I, mean, I realized the, wow, how the world has changed since the pandemic stories Seriously. have been done to death. But in the case of co-working, I mean, it really did have a major impact. And I would say that we're still kind of coming back from that to some degree, uh, which I'm really looking forward to hearing your guys' perspectives on it. But um, before we get underway, just wanted to say a really quick thank you to Van Meter, uh, who is our presenting sponsor for yep. this season. Yep. Thanks uh, thanks again, Van Meter. You, you being a presenting sponsor really matters. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, Anthony's being very sarcastic because Anthony's actually the one who brought Van Meter on board, and uh, and and you and Danielle uh, have had like a yes. number of really good conversations yes, about why this mission is really important to them. But uh, and in fact, we will be having Danielle on in a future episode, which we're we really will. looking forward to because Van Meter does really cool stuff, and we can't wait to have him on. Uh, speaking of doing really cool stuff, our media sponsor is Upload Media Group, whose studio we are sitting in are right sitting now. Here. And uh, we we apologize <laughs> once again to all of you for the fact that because of Upload, you all are looking at us. Uh, although I hope I hope that uh, you all did weigh in on Anthony's haircut because we did ask about that in a previous so episode. Good, and we, we haven't had a chance to look at the responses yet, but I gotta say you're looking pretty dapper, dude. Hey, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> See, this it's the fall winter time, some fall winter clothes. Yeah, but most so people in the winter like they, they the grow down with this issue, right? Uh-huh. I mean, but you know what? You know what? You do you, man. I I respect that you take your own unique approach, which includes doing things the complete reverse <laughs> from how everyone else would do it in the winter time. Got to be different, brother. You do have the beard going. I do. I had to keep this because you don't want to see me with the baby. That's not two years of work, right there. Yeah, yeah. this this is is that two years and then thirty-one years of work. (laughs) Yes, this is what it is. It took me this long. Well, like I said, we're here to talk about Vault today, and so uh, one of our guests uh, is John Foster, who is actually a coworker of ours at Nuboco, and uh, a lot of the time, John is doing some really amazing graphic design work and uh, creates a lot of our pieces for us. But as if you know, because John uh, is a glutton for punishment. Uh, that's not enough to keep him busy. And John is also the community manager for Vault. And so, John, just tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, about kind of how Vault came to be and then what your role is with it. Sure. Um, Vault Fill start- seats. Yeah. Well, Vault <laughs> started in the uh, Guarantee Bank building downtown. Uh, do you know Josh Mateer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, would, he and I, uh, both graphic designers, I think pretty good. Turns out we're not super great business people, but <laughs> oh. that's why we started at Vault. We were looking for an office, um, and then Eric Engelman came along, and uh, it was the fifth floor of the Guarantee Bank building. We had a little office. It was mostly just hallways. It wasn't built for co-working, but the idea was there, and then Eric caught wind of that and was building a building, and so what most people think of Vault started about, that was either 2013 or 14, uh, but then we had a space made for it. 
Um, and then, um, so I started as just a member being a graphic designer. Um, and again, our business got pretty iffy. Like it wasn't the clients we had, we could make happy, but we just weren't good business people. And then Nuboco was hiring, um, uh, a bulk community manager. I thought, well, that sounds kind of fun. And I think it's one of the best decisions I ever made just cause I'm kind of a social person, um, and I enjoy kind of bringing people together and to see sort of the amazing relationships that happen. Like uh, Tim McDougal from 50 Pound Bozen, he came not starting that business. And he met people through Vault that he didn't know before he got to Vault. Tell us what kind of business does 50 Pound Bozen do? So I'm not the smartest or the sharpest tool in the drawer. But what I think it is is basically simplified down. Um, they hack Amazon for people selling products. So if you've got a product that you're selling, um, they know how to use Amazon to get you to show up high in the results. Um, and they got good enough at it that they, they could find holes in the markets. And so they make stuff like uh, uh, shampoo bars for men kind of a thing. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where that started. But um, just to sort of bring people on and and see people you wouldn't think connecting connect. And um, it's also a really good social environment, like really good friendships and it's just awesome. It's one of those things that um, you can't really feel till you're there, but when you're there, like you can just tell kind of how cool it is. Your co-working gets thrown around a lot, but for folks who are still in a day-to-day office job and have never actually experienced what co-working is or what it involves, uh, can you kind of give us just an overview of what the co-working space is and what the uh, advantages are to being part of it? Sure. It's a lot of things. Um, it also depends on where you're coming from. Um, so a lot of people, especially post COVID, you know, work for a place centered in Atlanta, you know what I mean? And they've got kids and cats at home and they don't, they just don't want to be distracted. But so that's re- remote workers, you mean? Yeah. Remote workers. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> and so they, they come into vault and we share, you know, conference rooms and phone booths and printers and the things you'd expect in an office. So there's those perks too, but it's also, there's a type of person that needs to get out of the house. Um, and then also we've got teams of people, like we've got a team of people that they're based in Coralville, but they live up here. So they've just got a pod of five desks. Um, so you've got that. And then people like Jordan, I mean, there's all kinds of different types of people, but people that sort of crave that sort of work social environment, but also the amenities you get with the workspace. Yeah. So I am super curious. Do you know the history behind the name Vault? So like, what yeah. was the reasoning behind Vault? It's really simple. I should work on a better one, but in the <laughs> fifth floor of the Guarantee Bank building, you know, it's a bank, uh-huh. um, there was a vault. Oh. But also the metaphor... <laughs> That's lame. But, but also the metaphor jumped forward with the logo. I didn't do that logo, but... Um, it's a vaulting person, you know, like a pole vaulter, but mm-hmm. like that's, vaulting That's what forward. I thought. It's like vaulting forward. Yeah, it's a, okay. forward. It's a play on that. Yeah. So there's a vault in the space, but now they're in a new building, like you know, the vaulting forward kind of thing. So vaulting, it works. Vaulting forward into a new building. There yeah, you go. That's right. See? That's right. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. There you uh, go. Now, Triple so uh, entendres galore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now we're also lucky enough to have uh, have Jordan here with us, and uh, I've been a fan of Jordan's for a long time. Uh, I still remember I was I'd started Nuboco like in 2019 or something like that, and you know I was fiddling around with um, with some I think. I think it was Adobe Animator or something. Yeah. And Jordan came walking by my desk, and I didn't really know him. And he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I explained. And I had not knowing what who Jordan was or what he does. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just doing this animation thing. You know, well, come to find out that Jordan's like really, really, really good at this stuff. Yeah, pretty decent. <laughs> and, pretty and Jordan decent. was just giving me some like some basic, you know, feedback and things like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then I found out who he was. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> He knows what he's talking about, uh, but 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 Jordan, for those uh, for those who are in a similar place to where I was in 2019, uh, both so that they can know more about you and so that they don't have that awkward introduction that I had. Um, Jordan, tell us about uh, just just tell us about the work that you do. Yeah, um, and we'll get into Vault in a second, but for now, just tell us about yeah. the work that that you do. Well, for me, um, I've been in in kind of the video world or video industry for coming up on 20 years now. So I was in live action work, uh, you know, do all things videographer, right? Editing, shooting, color grading, um, cinematography work, just the whole nine yards. So um, I came up from that 
um, with my my dad always having a camera in the house, which, you know, when we grew up, it's not like everybody had them in their pockets like we do now. It was kind of like, oh, you got a nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, right. Though. You got a nice DV camera. Oh, that's dope, dude. That's super cool. Um, but yeah, from that, it, it kind of uh, went on to something that I just continued doing because I was good at it. I didn't particularly have a passion for it. But um, around about maybe 2015, 2016 or so, I discovered motion design. And I had kind of played with some 3D work in a program called Cinema 4D, like tracking into to video shots, you know, some 3D elements. Like, of course, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, and that was a little bit of a gateway drug into motion design where I was primarily using it for support for my live action videos. Um, but pretty quickly, I had taken um, School of Motion, which is amazing. If there's anybody out there that's interested in motion design, which if you don't know what motion design is, it's essentially a mixture between graphic design and animation, right? That's really where the two kind of worlds collide. Um, but I'm going to put a little plug in here. If you're ever interested in learning this or learning more about it, you can check out schoolemotion.com and they do amazing coursework online. Like, are you getting paid to say this? Uh, no, but oh, okay. they're my friends, well, actually, so I'll get a beer. Well, that now that you mentioned it, point, School you of Motion, know? wasn't that, was School of Motion the one that we used when we were learning? Um, I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, I think you guys we, went through some yeah, of did. We did, and, and, and it's true. No, they're yeah. great courses. Um, and it's, wow, we are plugging up. them, aren't we? Well, I guess we are. But no, I mean, it's, but I, no, this is a completely organic plug because I didn't even know they were going to come up, but it's true. John and I used them. They were a great program. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that had happened was, you know, now there's courses everywhere with masterclass and everything. This is a little bit of a tangent, but, um, you know, they were kind of at the forefront of a lot of this stuff. I think Skillshare just kind of hit the scene, but mm -hmm. it wasn't taken over yet. But when they came out with a packaged course, it was intense. They call them boot camps because it really is. If you dedicate yourself to it and you got a full-time job and you got a family, you are in a boot camp, you know, but do, do we know anything about boot camps at Nubico? I think it's called... Delta V, is that a thing? Yes, now that is a shameless okay. plug. That is absolutely a deliberate <laughs> yeah. shameless plug. Delta V, our co-school, <laughs> boot camp, 20 weeks, hit us up. Yeah. Like but, but no, I agree. It's it's real, It's real. It's great, those kinds of boot camps. and so They're so helpful. Yeah, so that was kind of my my um, entry point into motion proper. And, and from there, it became one of those things that gradually took over more and more. And of course, uh, kind of the community that comes in line with some of these things, you get plugged into just this wealth of people, right, that are, are kind of in the same position, a bunch of your peers trying to understand more about the art in itself, the business in itself, how to make money, you know, the whole aspect. So from that, I decided to kind of quit my last day job that I'd had um, with a uh, small agency here in town doing a bunch of um, you know, kind of higher education and, and medical work, um, which isn't the most fun stuff, but it pays the bills. Um, and I went full-time freelance. And so that happened coming up on six years ago now. And when I made that jump, uh, I guess I can kind of make our transition into the vault here. When I made that jump, I was working at home for about six months, right? And, you know, you kind of have that runway when you're working full-time somewhere and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go out and make money on my own. And you got to have some kind of ramp up time there. Um, so by the time that I had actually jumped off, which was my, literally my 30th birthday was my last day at my full-time day job. You know, I was right. like, all right, new decade, new break. Let's make it happen. Um, when that happened, you're so wrapped up in everything that you don't really think about what this looks like on a day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. It all piles up. So about six months of that working at home of just not caring about your well-being, you know, like I wasn't taking care of myself, was working all the time because you have no delineation yeah. between work mode and home mode or family mode. Um, that was when I made the decision. I think I had checked out a couple other spots around town and then I'd actually, I think I reached out to you originally because someone had mentioned you. Um, and I went over there and it was an amazing move for me because there was, you know, on multiple fronts, like you had mentioned, there's people who want to be out and be social. I think you guys have worked around me enough to know that I'm not terribly social during the day. Like I go behind my massive computer screen and I'm stuck there. <laughs> if somebody says something, I'll kind of poke up a little bit. There's just this little set of you know? eyes back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I get kind of lost back in the corner. But that being said, just having a place where you have your brain to kind of turn on, like, okay, I'm going to work now, right? In the freelance community back in 2018, 17, 2018, roundabout whenever I went freelance, um, 
there was all this conversation about like, how do you activate yourself? Right. Cause the business aside as a creative, you know, you need to get those juices flowing. Right. Yeah, like, you sure. know, this really well, you can't just turn it on like a faucet. You know, it's not like jumping into a spreadsheet and just knocking out a bunch of nine lists, you know, kind of tasks that need to be done. Right. Um, so there was all this conversation of like, well, you know, my morning routine is I get up, I get some coffee, people working from home back before working from home was a thing. Right. And then I walk around the block and it kind of triggers my brain to be in work mode. Mm. Right. Now, when you have to start hacking things like that, to me, it's kind of a sign like maybe this isn't the spot for me to be doing right. my work. Mm, right? right. Now, maybe someday I'll have enough money to have a mansion that I can have a wing <laughs> on my <laughs> own where I can walk so. to that thing. But in the meantime, you know, when you got your little corner office in the room and in order to go to the bathroom, you go through your living space. Mm -hmm. There's just a whole lot of mixed in, you know. I want to sit on the couch, but I don't. Oh, uh, I'm going <laughs> to well, sit on the couch the for a second. Is that like I was working all the time and yet I was it's super inefficient. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. So I'd be like, I start working at maybe nine in the morning and I don't really finish until maybe 1230 or one at night. That's not wow. working yeah. stacked end to end. It's like over lunch. You know what? I might I might play a race on GTA. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm right. gonna catch up on that Warriors game last night, you right. know. And then all of a sudden, it's just when you sprinkle those throughout the day, you know, you've got freaking 14 hours of the day logged in where you're just kind of like super inefficient with your time. So, um, anyways, that's kind of one of the reasons why I got back into the vault. And of course, I love my daughter and my stepdaughter and my dogs, but I need to see other people. Just mm -hmm. like yeah, being sure. around other people even though I might not be socializing kind of gives you that energy hearing other conversations going on. You know, there's, well, it, there's it, a little bit to feed on. Yeah. And also like, there's a whole like working at home and always being working at home. But then when you come back from a place like vault, mm -hmm. like home is home again, like it's a place yeah. that isn't work and you can relax. Cause when all you do is work from home, it's hard to feel exactly at home. Yeah. Right. Well, and that was a big reason why it would just extend on throughout the right. night. Yeah. So like, well, I didn't there's not a differentiation. Right. I think that's a lesson yeah. a lot of people yeah. learned during the pandemic is for that sure. you, you know, there's a big difference between working for 14 hours and working efficiently for eight. Right. That, you know, you, Completely. because you don't get as much done and yet your day is gone. Mm -hmm. And just because like you said, Oh, I'm going to stop to play a video game, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm basically asking you a two part question because mm -hmm. the first question directly informs the second one. Mm -hmm. So, um, there are some really high profile projects you've worked on, uh, particularly in recent years. We were talking right before we went on about how you put together the intro for only murders in the building. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what are, what are some of, what are some of the bigger projects you've taken on just, just recently? So first off, before you go into that, because every time I do a tour, I always talk about the, the cool people that are in the vault and I always bring your name up. I'm sure hey. I probably, I probably thrown in different things that I'm talking to that you probably right. haven't even covered. Right. Um, um, so I'll talk about like, yeah, like he's uh, done things with the PGA Tour. I know he's done things with Netflix. Have you done stuff with Marvel? I have not. No. Oh, no. so I've, I've, I've been throwing with, that in on the tour. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> I have not. No. So I worked with uh, Swarovski. So it was kind of interesting, um, especially pre-pandemic where this wasn't happening as much. But it was kind of a goal for me, right, to figure out working at this tiny little video shop mm -hmm. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. All right. The, the plan was when I moved back from Denver to move back out west. But of course, when you get a family, you know, it's like, well, I've got a stepdaughter. We need to stay here. So how do I not um, um, have to how do I not squish away my professional ambitions? Because I want to be accomplishing cool things. I want to be part of these. So it became kind of this task to figure out how do I make the connections to get into the entertainment side of the business, right? So I bring that up to say my first kind of foyer into that area was actually with Swarovski. And Swarovski had done a ton of Marvel movie work and they were based out of Chicago. Okay. Um, so they were kind of my entry level client on a studio side to get into that space, which uh, there were several other things that could be an entire podcast in itself on kind of how I positioned myself and took advantage of opportunities to slowly climb my way up into working with some of these studios that have given me amazing opportunities. Um, but with some of those, uh, I, I've been just so fortunate, you know, cause I've got so many peers, um, 
that are kind of struggling right now. But I've been so fortunate to work on some super fun stuff. Like you mentioned, Only Murders in the Building. I did the update. So that was well established into season three. But I updated each episode's little Easter eggs, right, that happen mm. on each episode. Okay. Um, and then the PGA Tour that you mentioned was back in 2020. And that was literally a design gig that was like five days. Come in, design a bunch of boards for a pitch. Put those out, and then next thing I know, I'm watching the uh, uh, championship on Sunday, and they're using my graphics package across the entire nice. thing. And I'm like, this is awesome because I'm a golf fan. You know, I'm a golfer. I love it. That's great. Um, so there was that. But kind of the first thing that it got me in was actually doing the graphics for the big TED Talks up in Vancouver in 2019. And that had opened the door for many opportunities just by having that because, you know, when you're an artist and you got your portfolio together, it's just like a small business. You need that social proof, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I hate doing this, but it's kind of like logo hunting. Like I've worked with these guys, put that up. Ooh, I'm pretty sure that right. got me the opportunity over here. Now, that being said, there's all sorts of other things that you get into of like, you know, and I know a lot of businesses are having this issue right now with talent where, you know, you need to be responsible, fun guy to work with on the team when you get pulled in as a freelancer, right? There's a bunch of intangibles that also kind of add on to that, um, which honestly, I think in a roundabout way, I could go back and say the vault has helped me in a lot of those areas as well, because I'm genuinely a little bit of a happier person when I'm out of the house. <laughs> Good. Well, that was, was going to be the second bad, half but, of my question is yeah. with, with working on projects of that magnitude, you know, there might be people who would say, why would you do that from a co-working space in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to cost of living moving folks. to it. Well, well that's, <laughs> that's, that's my living. question because I think right. there are, there are a lot of people out there who think you need to leave Iowa in order to pursue opportunities like that. That's well growing up, you know, people our age, that's how it was. You had to be in the market. And that was actually one of the big drivers that I made a decision because I did end up finding my passion for video again later on in my video career, in my live action career. Uh, I didn't necessarily want to give it up, but that was much more difficult to make a living in without being in a larger market. So with the animation, it was just kind of a practical thing of like, I love doing this and I can still pursue my aspirations just because it's a lot easier to be remote, you know, even just file sizes. Right. Well, and They're I like, remember it, there's a bunch of logistical things that are just kind of, you'd be like, well, that shouldn't mm -hmm. matter, but they do. Yeah. You and I were having a chat like a year ago or, or so, and mm -hmm. you were mentioning that a lot more of these opportunities were a lot more of these doors were now open because of the pandemic, that, that prior to For the sure. pandemic, it was a lot yeah. harder to get in with these big studios because, like you said, you had to be there. But that because the pandemic forced everybody to go remote, suddenly the studios were more open to working with somebody it's that all, they wouldn't have before. As stupid of an answer as this is, it's all workflows and processes, right? If you are an established company who's grinding to keep payroll going or, or grow your business, whatever that might be, if you don't have workflows in place to deal with remote artists, so in my case, artists or remote employees in general, mm. you're not going to be going out of your way for one-off people here and there, right? So it really was, there were companies starting to do that just because they realized the talent pool was out there. And finally, of course, the tools came along with communication between Slack and Skype and all this, you know, stuff that's just part of our day now. But, um, when that started coming on, there was this kind of groundswell in my industry of studios starting to do more remote work before the pandemic, just because you had access to amazing talent in, you know, Venezuela, Brazil, everywhere, right? Um, then, of course, with the pandemic, the everybody, every industry was like, well, we have no choice, which I think is better for everyone if you're able to figure out how to make that work. Um, but yeah, it was definitely just like a freaking rocket ship if like being established and kind of having my workflows on how I interact with a client down as a remote employee, basically, you know, freelancer. Um, it was a, a great timing to kind yeah. of ride that out and take advantage. And I've definitely had the, had the pleasure of listening to some of your phone calls. Um, no, so, yes. Oh yeah. Nothing's creepy <laughs> that about is, that. Anthony. No. crazy, but we that do have and my mechanical keyboard. I've heard a couple people complain about that. Sorry, Isn't Josh. that thing? No, it's okay. That's how you type, bro. It is okay. But with that being said though, in the sense of having that open communication mm -hmm. out on the, the vault floor and you being able to visit other co-working spaces, this is a question for both of y'all. How is Vault co-working um, different than other co-working spaces that might be here in Cedar Rapids area that you might have visited? Um, that yeah. So how is it different? But yeah. But also, how does it set itself apart? 
Um, it's with us specifically. I can only compare it to the ones that have popped up um, around this, around town. Uh, we're very lucky that we're under uh, Nuboco um, and that we have other programs that work out of there. Um, a lot of the other co-working spaces around were kind of niche. Like one was for women, which was great. Uh, but, you know, that excludes half the population. Right. Um, another one was a smaller group that was just about creatives, which wished him a lot of luck, but that's a little limiting too. And oftentimes creatives don't have a bunch of revenue uh, to sort of do something like that. Uh, we do have one that still remains, but uh, we almost work with them than against them. But the thing that differentiates us from them is we are mostly co-working sh- spots in an open area with a few offices, um, and they're the opposite with a bunch of offices and a very little co-working. Um, so I think what makes us, well, I won't say the best, but I'll say my favorite, um, is the community, is the relationships that people have with people. Um, we play Euchre every day at lunch that we can. There's a nice little group of people that hangs out at lunch. That's another thing. Jordan, Euchre. have you ever gotten into the Euchre <laughs> yeah, subculture? Yeah. yeah, I used to a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't catch day, on. <laughs> yeah. I just gave up. No, we'll Man, have to bring in. Good game of Euchre's going. And, you awesome. know, the happy hour on Fridays, and uh, there's just some cool community stuff. There's a few of us that uh, do trivia every once in a while or something like that. It's just a cool group of people. And I think one of the nicest things is, I mean, I've worked at places where, you know, everyone that was there I worked with. Um, and I had friendships. Um, but the thing about that is that um, when you're working with them, there's projects that things don't go awesome all the time. So there's relationships that get sort of rubbed the wrong way because you're working with people and things aren't going awesome. thing about Vault is you only get the goodie. You know what I mean? Like you, you've got your problems with the stuff you're working on, but everyone else around you, like they're separate from that. You know what I mean? So it just becomes about the nice relationships and the connections and um, – yeah, I think it's a big. They're plus. all in their own work worlds. Yeah. Well, right, right. Jordan, what do you what, what do you think yeah. about Vault Cork and how to sell stuff? I love it. You know, there's because um, I looked at other spaces and it just made the most sense to me to be in that open co working space. Originally, I'm not going to lie, I was worried about being in an open space. You know, people like, worry about it. I yeah. was worried about being the people that complain about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah. like, I'm sick of listening to this dude doc all day long. Um, but I, it's it's come around to be a spot where it's actually the thing that I like about it the most is that, you know, for the longest time, pretty much most of my career, I've either been secluded or working with other people within my field. And it's just nice being around other people that are in other disciplines, mm-hmm. right? And to be able to leverage that to understand more, you know, I've got a, a startup that I've been grinding to get off the ground, a bootstrap startup that is proved to be one of the most difficult things I've ever tried to do, tried to accomplish. But with that, when you're doing something you've never done before, having people that you can build a relationship with that are in fields that might be able to give you insight that's not easily accessible. Sure, you can Google, you can YouTube, those are great. But to actually have a conversation with these professionals is so helpful. I'm pretty sure where you are in Vault, you're kitty corner from from Alex Taylor, who Mm -hmm. is the director of the Iowa Startup Accelerator. So if you're... Sitting there trying to figure out, like you said, oh, I want to start, I'm working on a startup. Mm-hmm. And he's right there. And you can just walk over and ask him, you know, pick his brain for like five right. minutes. Like, that's just not something that you're going to find right. yeah. uh, anywhere else, really. Well, and I think actually that's a great kind of identifier, unique identifier for the vault in particular, is that it does have this startup element with Nuboco in there. Um, so I think that's definitely something that even in other co-working spaces in other cities might not have access to. Um, but well, you know, it, it, yeah. it even goes beyond that in that like, uh, Amy Heinen started in vault. And so mm-hmm. when we were doing our business, you know, she's a financial person. So if we had questions about that, um, you know, we're in the same sort of, or at least Frank camp used to work in the space and he's mm-hmm. a lawyer. It's just, there's all these people that because you become friends with them, uh, maybe they're not going to help you full time, but you can ask a question. They can certainly yeah. point you in the right direction. Yeah, just well, need to have all these professionals in the same spot. On the flip side, you mentioned Amy. I mean, I I did uh, headshots for Amy's company like a year ago. Sure. Just because same thing. They were like, oh, we need somebody to do headshots, and there I am in the building. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So there's there's a lot of that back and forth. Yeah, that's that connection. Um, yeah, I, really I, I would say for me that that that's. Pardon. That is definitely key of having that networking and those relationships. But um, also, 
having that open floor plan and you do have other rooms that you can go to if you want to have a more of a private call or anything like that. But also downstairs, which is a somewhat a part of the perks of uh, a vault. Sure, you sure. have your community fridge. You have your free uh, cereal, guys. Free cereal <laughs> all day, every day. Bananas and apples. <laughs> you got your uh, peanut butter. But it does give you that 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 homey sense, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people, I would say, come into the Geometric Building, um, but it's definitely an open building. I believe the front door is open mm-hmm. from eight to five. Is correct. that correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then you can walk in, and is there any time that you want to do a tour? Um, John will be glad to to give you a tour and just let you know of all the amenities that are a part of are part of vault. And so, like whenever you talk about networking or different people that can be able to help you propel in business, um, I think about because I know you you're in the videography world, and I think about the other guy like right next to you, mm-hmm. Fred. You right. know, do you so Fred Ebong? He was actually just up for an Emmy not too long ago. Yeah, and so do you guys well. bounce off ideas sometimes? Actually, so it was interesting. The first time that I had met Fred, he was still uh, kind of in his managerial position at his old job, and it was on a Whiskey Friday. Yeah, at sure. one of our spots, and he came over and he's basically like, "I want to get into video." I was like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm in video. I've done it for a long time. So in a lot of ways, um, I've kind of helped mentor Fred in his early stage of his career as he's getting off the ground. And he's doing so much better than I ever did as a video freelancer. Awful. He's expanding. But I was able to help him learn some of these lessons, right? Like, hey, dude, watch your step here, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) When dealing with the client this way or when pricing out a project. Um, So that's kind of a nice uh, subset is like, you know, Seeing someone like that who's coming along, that's another perk that I'm not sure is talked about often in co-working. But I, I gain like uh, I really enjoy helping people out on a professional <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? It's filled with a lot of people, people that like not to just help. what you get back from it. Right. Like it's it's rewarding, and I love Fred to death. He's become a really good friend. Um, but you know, outside of that, to the what you're saying, that's just a perfect example that there's people of all different types of disciplines. So you might have access to business information or financial information. Or, you know, software, like me developing my startup, I need to understand how to manage and product, uh, do product management for my developers. And having a bunch of developers around is super helpful to be able to chat with them about some things right? Right, before right. I go to my team to ask them. You know? uh, John, you, uh, Jordan, you brought up uh, Whiskey Friday. John, can you talk a little bit about what Whiskey Friday is and how that connects to Vault? Is it still called Whiskey Friday? Uh, that's complicated. It is. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Whiskey Friday started Hot at, at Vault. <laughs> uh, started in Vault um, way back in the uh, in the uh, Guarantee Bank Building. Uh, David Tominski started it with a bottle of Nate Kading's whiskey Ooh. and just wanted to try it. Didn't no want to wait till he got awesome. home. So he says, "I'm calling it Whiskey Friday." So we all just and that's how it started. Uh, but what it's evolved to is just a happy hour on Friday afternoon for people that are interested to sort of have a drink or not together and just sort of celebrate the week and start the weekend. Uh, but it's really funny because as we sort of work with other communities around the state, um, other communities have taken it on. And for a while there, like we went up to a thing in Waterloo once and they had a whiskey Friday and it was a big deal. Like the mayor was there and everything. Wow. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's been Turn fun. Up. It's evolved in a lot of ways, but um, yeah, it's just always a Friday afternoon happy hour it's now, great i mean and i know we've talked about this before i mean everybody's kind of talked the pandemic to death at this point but there's no doubt that the pandemic had a major impact on the vault community mm. and there was a certain vibe that existed in the building before the pandemic happened and then for like a couple of years after it happened it was very very different a very different atmosphere um but now that we are coming up on almost four years out from the pandemic what, what, how would you say Vault has evolved in that time? And how close is the community now to what it was pre-pandemic? Or do you think it'll never go back to that? And hey, maybe that's not a bad thing because what we've got now is really cool. Where, where would you say Vault is right now? Yeah, can I add one thing? Yeah. Um, also, can you talk about how you've seen um, the Vault co-working, since our name is Iowa Innovation, how you've seen it innovate over time and adjust to the different businesses that have uh, came into Vault? Sure. Um, well, I think to the extent that it'll never be like it was before COVID happened is to say the same extent, we just won't be the same. Um, you know, I was noticing the other day, like 
uh, stand behind somebody at a convenience store in line. And of course, subconsciously, I'm five or six feet behind them. Whereas before, we'd just be all smacked in there like sardines. Um, so yeah, Vault was really kind of busy before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hurt. Like it was empty. Like it kind of sucked. Um, but then slowly but surely, again, we get those people that want to try it out. I'm like, hey, this works for me. And so now we've got a good collection of people. It's a great community again. And it differs in a way. I don't know that I can explain the difference, but um, it feels just as relevant and just as strong and just as meaningful. Honestly, I think it's just as busy. Like before the pandemic, the place would be packed, you know, yeah. like there wasn't an open spot. Right. right. And but that was also because you had like Nubaco over there and all their employees Correct. were there. Mm-hmm. Right. Fifty pound had all their employees there. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's it's uh, probably just as busy now, except for the fact that it's not every day of the week. You know, we're it's not just more like obligated to be there all day. Right, right. Right. Which is true across all industries, you know, right. whatever that is. But it's still kind of in that part time spot. I got to tell you, like when the pandemic happened, I actually kind of enjoyed it, Quiet. you know, Massive. because you still, it was just you still like, came in almost every day. Oh, I yeah. Remember. Yeah. I did pretty much the mandatory lockdown. Once that was released, I went back in and I was there. Um, but I thought it was kind of nice because it's just like, all right, well, you know, you still get all the perks. Right. <laughs> right? Less There's people. Less people which again, <laughs> way more cereal for me. Way more cereal. Now we're really getting to the heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what has changed? Yeah. And you, more cereal. You asked me how it evolved. And I yeah. answered that. Um, it really just kind of rolls with the punches because a lot of it has been what the ISA teams have done. So it used to really sort of cater to ISA teams, but now that's done completely differently. Nuboco used to be in the space full time, then it used to be on the other side of the hall. Um, so it just sort of has rolled with the punches. And it just, I think Nuboco in general, I think does this, but Vault tries to, to just recognize what the community needs and just try to pivot towards that and try to find solution. Again, I think everybody wants to help, and I think everybody wants to be the kind of person that goes home at the end of the day and said, like, problem solved, you know, to just, like, not just meander through the day, but just strives to, you know, be a problem solver. Right, right. And, and part of a community. And then whenever you talk about innovating or kind of moving around, I know, Jordan, you move to, like, a few desks around, right? <laughs> and so, like, whenever you talk about okay, hey, you have this particular desk here. But if there's another desk available or if there's something that will be more comfortable for yourself, that is something that you can do. Could you kind of talk about the reason as to why you might have switched around? Yeah, well, a lot of it was, first off, trying to find the right light. Yeah, that's <laughs> to fair. Not bounce off that's of it, fair. Right? <laughs> right. So like the first move was like, well, God, I got this glean on my my monitor. I can't do that when I'm doing a color grade or something or designing. Um, but the last one that I did was actually like I needed a place to get hidden a little bit. I need to be in a corner because I had this project for Apple. And at the time, you know, it was confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I can't have people just walking behind me. You know, that's still kind of what that was. I can say I worked for Apple at this point. <laughs> what, what, what show, yeah. though? Um, which one was that? Confidential. Yes, that was for, now that it's out, um, that was for um, Extrapolations. It's a, a show on Apple TV. I was doing yeah, right. uh, design, um, initial design phase and kind of ideation phase for that, which actually was one of the most fun projects I had. I was working with some all-star, all-star people. Um, but yeah, that was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm working on this project and I'm on a video call with my client and I got people crawling in and out of my blurry background. Like I need to move, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So, uh, it's nice though, because it is flexible. Um, you know, it's like, well, need to accommodate. Cool. It's, it's always been super easy. For sure. Yeah. No, it's good. So John, what does the future hold for vault? Where do you see... Where do you see things going from here? It's changed quite a bit since it started. What's going to happen next? Um, I think Vault needs to sort of pivot off what, you know, like there's a lot of places that are empty downtown. Um, and there's just a lot of change in how companies decide their people are going to work. For example, Collins Aerospace just called everybody back to the office. Um, so I think to just recognize the trends, and the trends will happen with or without us, but to recognize people that... Um, aren't happy with those trends and need a space like vault and you just stay on top of that. So I think moving forward, just to keep an eye on where we fit for people and find a way to have them find us and be a part of that. And so whenever you talk about have them find us, so we'll be something that you would need from the community to help 
people from the community understand that vault co-working exists? Um, well, you know, I think just exposure. Every first and third Wednesday is free co-working. Uh, just come check us out. And if you like it, like tell people about it. Uh, we've also done some things at, at coffee shops before where, uh, you know, because if we're being honest, uh, coffee shop owners don't love it all the time mm-hmm. when you buy one coffee and sit there for four hours. Um, so Vault Coworking is a great sort of like response to that. With free coffee. Yeah. yeah free, coffee. free coffee on Wednesdays too? <laughs> yeah. Who's been taking my money? <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk to the. I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, uh, it's not that's me. Funny. It's not me. <laughs> no, but I, when we talk about you, Jordan, I know it's like kind of off topic when we talk about vault. But I'm also curious within your field, how have you seen it um, innovate in that regards from when you first started 20 years ago mm-hmm. until now? Um, in what aspect? Oh, um, like, I, I guess you could say. I mean, video the remote. No, uh, yeah, you can talk about remote. You can talk about just uh, from what you've done in the videography world. You talk oh. about like the color, color grades because you talk about the evolution of yeah. the camcorder to what it turns uh, to yeah. now. I mean, God, it's just everything's changed. You know, like I remember when, when I was first editing, it was on Media 100 before Final Cut was really a thing. So, like, to put that in the context of where we are now, of you know, AI generated video, it's just image to image. I mean, where on earth are we? <laughs> but, um, you know, as far as the industry goes, uh, it's interesting because in motion in my industry in particular, we're a super young industry uh, in the grand scheme of things. You know, when you look at video and broadcast, that, of course, has been around for a long time and is, has been well established. But um, with something that's kind of niche, even though it, it's amazing how niche of a industry it is and yet so many people need mm-hmm. <laughs> this thing, right? Yeah. That is not really niche at all. Um, but, you know, the, I guess just to kind of highlight some of the big points is like when I was growing up, um, I was fortunate to have my dad and a couple other people that could kind of mentor me in certain areas. But really, it was kind of like, stay out, kid. This is my job. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was not a very welcoming place to be um, for kind of established tenured professionals in the video side of the industry. Um, that wasn't true everywhere, but that was some of my experiences. So once I got into the motion world, it was like this community. Now, again, I entered through school of motion. So you're with a bunch of peers learning their way. But as I began to branch out, I found out the people that I like my idols, my Michael Jordans, are just as accessible as the peers are. All you got to do is reach out to them like, and you can chat with them. That became true everywhere that I looked within the industry. So uh, one of the things that I've had discussions about with my peers and my colleagues is like, I'm hoping that as our industry ages and matures, we don't get that curmudgeon rust on us mm-hmm. that I think naturally comes about with any industry over a certain amount of time of just like, no, this is the thing I put my time in to get here. You know, it's like, no, it's a very welcoming thing. So I'm hoping that doesn't change. I haven't really seen any, any changes yet. You know, I think everybody's become kind of a good steward because they've also been helped along by somebody else. So it's a pay it forward kind of thing. Um, but what it, yeah, what is that classic rule they talk about? How there's two kinds of people in the world. There's the people who say, "Well, I went through that, so you have to too." Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are like, "I went through that, so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you never have to go through right. that." Right. And uh, I, 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 that's, I mean, people are usually talking about that in context of school or or right but i think that's totally true in industry also that there are those people that are like you got to climb up the same ladder i did (laughs) if you want to get to where i am and then there's the people who are like man it really sucked climbing that ladder i'm gonna make it so that other people don't have to do that and it sounds really cool that that's apparently and i gotta tell you that like in artists in particular you know we can be a fickle bunch like emotionally speaking sometimes we're not very stable um but that's true john yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) soft wind can blow your ego right Right, right. under you you know um but um uh, what was I going to say? The, the to your to your point about being those two different types. You know, one of the things though that I like because the last thing I want to do is the thing that I have learned though. In in regard to that, is like the best way for you to learn, of course, is to do right. So you can only do so much and be like, hey, as a heads up, just a little roadmap ahead. 
keep an eye out for that bump there. Um, you know, I, I think early on I had kind of gone too far and like wanting to help out a bunch of people and like, no, no, don't do that because this will happen. And at the end of the day, you're almost doing them a disservice. Mm. So it's more like be here for people who want to ask you questions. But honestly, sometimes that person arriving at whatever the correct answer is to the problem they're trying to solve it's not efficient, but learning and being human is an efficient process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Failing uh, forward. We talk about yeah. that all the time on this podcast. You yeah. got to fail in order to grow. So right. sometimes, and, sometimes you got to. Right. Yeah. And I would say is we're super blessed to have you at the vault uh, just because of your expertise and also your wisdom. Because I had an opportunity to sit down with you and uh, just get a beer and just talk about just life, yeah. you know. Um, Which we need to do again soon, by the way. We do. Yeah. We do. I think we both You heard it busy. here. We got to put it on the calendar. <laughs> but no, but but seriously, though, not, not just yourself, but also John, you'd be able to seek out different individuals to let them know about the co-working space. Because it is something, cause I know before I even worked in Nuboco, driving by the Gene Extra building, sometimes people might miss that. Right. And oh, so, sure. of course, here now is the opportunity to kind of talk about that the vault co working space is there. It's on mm-hmm. the second floor. Uh, and it is definitely a need for the community, especially if you have mm-hmm. those opportunities at home to where you feel as though, hey, I, I need to be more productive. I need to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, some tables available, correct? And we haven't mentioned in a great neighborhood, too. Like, we've got to mention go. that, too. The Nubo neighborhood is awesome. So that's... Yeah, you right get the Nubo yes. market right oh, next yeah, you door. you can walk right down the street. Cool yeah. And, and I think, too, I know, John, you and I have talked about this before. You know, there, there could be a perception that, oh, a place like this is great for... Uh, entrepreneurs, people who work for themselves from mm-hmm. home, but it's also really good for people who work for, like, who have like a full time job with a company and they just work remotely for them. Because oh yeah, we got a few people that are just all they do is data. Like that's mm-hmm. again, that's over my head, but it's not. And I think at least, and at least, at least one of those individuals I've talked to, their company pays for them yeah, to be a member sure. of Vault because the company kind of going back to what you were talking about, Jordan, they see the value in having a structured, efficient workspace mm-hmm. as opposed to working from home. That's like, yeah, you put in the money to pay for a co-working space, you're going to get better work from right. your employee because they're still coming into an environment that allows them to focus better, gives them resources like a conference room, private rooms, things like that, all the kind of stuff that's hard to find at home. Internet. Well, yeah. And I think we need to hit some of the other selling points, quite frankly, of like, entrepreneurs, you know, Mm -hmm. myself being a small business owner, uh, we were just talking about it before this with Logan of like the, the mailbox as trite and ridiculous as that sounds in 2023 to be worried about a mailbox. If on your invoices you're sending out and you've got your home mailing address and you happen to live in not such a great place like myself, you don't really want your clients (laughs) to be looking up like, Oh, where's this at? And then Google, you know, just pulls up your house. Like that's (laughs) not very professional. right? Right. So having that has actually been super nice because at least, you know, building an internet company, a SaaS based company, you know, it's headquarters don't really matter, right? It's not right. like you're pulling in clients to uh, woo them to your place, right? Like, well, and if you have to, and nice. if you have to have an in-person meeting with a client, it's a lot. It's a lot better yeah. to bring them to a place where you've got a conference room mm-hmm. there or something like that, as opposed to yeah, we'll meet in my living room at my house right. or know? a coffee shop. <laughs> Never right? mind my cats. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So so yeah, no. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good reasons to be part of Vault, and uh, I can't thank the two of you enough yes, for coming in here it. and talking about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say I learned a lot in this episode, except that, uh, I've always been a fan of vault and, you know, and you and I both work out of there. We were working out of there full time before the pandemic. And now, even though, um, you know, I'm kind of split between working from home and then coming into the office. Um, and I was even, I was talking to, uh, some, some of my colleagues about this just like a week or two ago that I was you know, as we've been kind of transitioning back into more of a hybrid thing from a lot of us at Nuboco were working almost completely from home during the pandemic. And I was noticing that it was getting easier to get decisions made, you know, that we'd be putting things out on our team and be like, hey, we should set this up for this day. And, you know, and people just kind of without meaning to kind of kept kicking the ball down Uh the road with and, but then when you come in and you're Everybody's seeing people there. in person, all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like, hey, guys, what if we did this? And you pick a date and, and you and it it seemed like action plans were happening right. faster and better. Mm-hmm. And so I've loved having that back and forth. I mean, I love the flexibility of working from home, but I also really do love being able to come in and work with the team 
and so, and, and I love the community at Vault. There's just a lot of really good folks. I told the story right at the beginning about like, you know, meeting Jordan early mm-hmm. on. But no, seriously, we really, John and I did School of Motion uh, entirely on Jordan's recommendation, which we wouldn't have had if right. if wouldn't Jordan, have known about it. Yeah, but Jordan was randomly walking by and was like, "Oh, hey, you do this? Hey. I see an Adobe app." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so there? since everybody else at the table has done School of Motion, do I? Do yeah. I need to hop on? I mean, if you, you don't should, be weird. you want to learn how to make <laughs> yeah. cartoons. You want to be the odd man? I do. Well, yeah, well, Actually, you, go. you know who line. wants to learn? My stepson. We need a talk. He wants. Man. I know. I keep talking to, talk. to you about that. Get, get him in on Let's it. He it. can learn at his own pace. I and I mean, I mean, you. come on. Me and John were doing it, so obviously any moron can do <laughs> it. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> John's like, that's not me. That's you, Rob. <laughs> that's totally <laughs> me. It's totally me. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, I mean, it's a fun community. We have a really good time, and so yeah, I think it's, I think it's great that we have Vault in this community, and hopefully more folks will come more check it out. More people come. Yeah, I would and love to see more more representations of different industries. That's one of my favorite parts about it. And you mentioned the free co-working on uh, on every first and third Wednesday. Correct. But uh, if somebody wants to check it out now and it's not Wednesday, uh, what are the best ways they can learn about Vault? Um, you can email me at John, J-O-H-N, John at newbo.co, um, or just hop in. There's a little sign on the desk. One QR code gets you a video tour with yours truly, um, and another one gets you to the payment system where you just buy a day pass. John you go up to the second floor, make yourself comfortable. and Or newbo.co slash vault. Yes. Yeah. There we go. go. John and I actually, uh, we actually made that uh, that video tour together. That was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good time. And then also, if you walk in and you want to know about the weather, there (laughs) on the flat screen is John showing you (laughs) the weather. Each day, it is totally different. (laughs) I haven't given you any crap about that. It's all Robbie. It's all Robbie. Well, thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. Um, And I. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Jordan, what's the best mm-hmm. way for them to do that? Um, feel free to swing me an email. Usually email is my most responsive spot, but you can uh, find me at jordanbruce.tv or jbergren at jordanbruce.tv. Okay. Well, uh, thanks so much. Uh, I think that should probably wrap it up for us. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Van Meter, to our media sponsor, Upload Media Group. And uh, yeah. Actually, I think as soon as we finish with this, we're all going to be heading back over to Vault. So. Yep. And then one sure. thing I know for sure is that on my next tour, I will not say that you did anything with Marvel. But, <laughs> I'll, but, I'll, but, I'll, but I'll keep hyping you Nobody up, Nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> I right. mean, you could say he's worked with really big clients. I mean, do you know who Marvel is? Yeah. I'm not saying he did, and I'm not saying he, he did. I can neither confirm nor deny. We'll hey, he invented I'm Thor. your biggest hype man, just letting <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I appreciate All right. Thanks, everybody. Keep innovating, Iowa. Yes. All right. Cheers. Nice.